Hey, this is Brent Jensen. You're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. And today, in the studio, he just dropped in. It's Crownlands guitarist, Mr. Kevin Como, my pal. How are you, sir? I'm good, Brent. How are you, man? Great. Awesome. It's good to have you. This kind of just came together at the last minute. Yeah, uh, things often do with me. Um, uh, it's, you know, <laughs> you think you're doing one thing and then you realize you're doing another. And so here we are. This is, uh, it's nice to be back, man. It's great to have you back. Thanks. Thank you so much for yeah. coming in. Yeah, it's an yeah. honor. So, uh, you've done a lot of stuff with Crownland since you were on the show last. Like, yeah. you were out with Jack White. Yeah. Um, you are out, I think, with Rival Sons in yeah. the West right now. Yes. So yes, bring me up to speed of what's going on. Yeah. Um, geez, it's been a few years already. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't we're it? Get, getting, uh, getting older and slower. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, things have been really, really good. We, uh, last year we toured with Jack White, Primus, Coed and Cambria. Uh, protest the hero. Now we're just name dropping at this point, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's been a really good time. Uh, since we, we got off touring last year, I guess we've been in the studio writing for the last six months. We've mm. written almost 40 songs for this. Uh, I'm not even sure what it's going to be, if it's going to be one record or two records, but either way, we'll be doing something new and exciting very soon. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're on the road with, uh, with Rival Sons for the next month, just doing a few dates out, uh, in the Midwest, hitting up, uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Milwaukee, and, uh, then going through the prairies in Canada again, which is always a nice time because I think a lot of people, uh, severely underrate Saskatchewan and Alberta there. Uh, people consider it just something to drive through to get to the West Coast. And I understand that aspect of it for, you know, the call of the West and the open open road and the ocean and everything. But I feel like Saskatchewan has something I like to call like the Saskatchewan sunset, which goes on forever. So mm. because it's so flat and you get like this open sky, uh, the sunset will last probably 20 minutes to, to half hour longer than it would out here. And it's just amazing because when you're driving west, you just, you drive into the sunset and yeah. it's, I think it's magical. I think it's one of the most breathtakingly beautiful places in the world. And yeah, so that's my shout out to Western awesome. Canada. <laughs> good. Very good. I never, well, you're right. I never looked at it that way, right? Yeah. Well, it's often you don't, you just think it's flat and that's okay. But, yeah. You know, it's. <laughs> So what's it like to be out with uh, the guys from Rival Sons? I'm a big fan of theirs. I remember when Pressure and Time, uh, yeah. that tune came out. I can't remember the name of the record, but like, it was Pressure and Time. Yeah, it was Pressure and Time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, so good. Yeah, so good. Yeah, they. They. Um, I feel like they started out as a throwback band, and they've really come into their own in the last couple of records, especially this new one, Feral Roots. I think it's their crowning achievement. It's it's beautifully produced. It sounds incredible. The songwriting, I think, has matured greatly and it, it just feels um like they've truly arrived as you know as, as a, a force to be reckoned with mm -hmm. i think their live show is humbling it was really nice opening up for them in toronto a couple months yeah. ago and yeah. it's really nice that we're on the road with them again uh i think we have a lot to learn from those guys they're uh, probably one of the best bands going right now mm. and uh it's nice to kind of be taken under their wing and shown the ropes because like they're they're really nice people they've they've gone out of their way to really make us feel welcome when we played with them yeah. and you know a lot of a lot of people are busy right i'm sure you know when you're on stage and on the road you're working and it's it is hard work and it's sometimes easier for people to keep their head down and just go for it yeah. but these guys really make a point to to show up and say hi and they're you know, lovely people yeah awesome <laughs> and before that you're out with jack white how's yeah. jack 
He's amazing. He's like, uh, he's a force of nature. It's just his warm ups. Um, you know, he cranks his, his tunes in his green room and just plays along to it. And he, uh, he does his signature Jack White, uh, scream. I'm not going to pretend to, you know, do it, but you know, so you're just hanging out in your green room and you just hear like these blood curdling screams and, you know, everyone's freaking out and it's, it's Jack just warming up doing his thing. Wow. And uh, we got to hang out with him a bit and we, we, uh, got to shoot the shit about, uh, Rush and, uh, a smaller band called Budgie. Have you ever heard yeah, of yeah, Budgie? Yeah, they're totally. like, they're like people kind of build them as the American Rush. Yes. And, uh, so he's, he had a cool, cool thing talking about. I was older brother was really into prog rock and he had a, uh, a kind of a, a phase with that. And it's interesting because I guess he's so associated with, with punk and blues music. And it reminds me of the, uh, the Winter brothers, like Edgar Winter and Johnny Winter. Cause yeah. one went, uh, in like the progressive and one went with the traditional music. And I think there can be a blend of that, like a happy marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're trying to do right now. Uh, musically is blending those influences of wanting to get super freaky with like you know the yes and the genesis and the tool and the crimson and then also being like really big fans of of what jack white's done Mm -hmm. and uh the allman brothers and these really beautiful traditional music forms that can be kind of brought into a different more experimental realm and uh yeah i think that's the goal of music right i know that you guys are going to kill it on this new record thanks i, I hope I just, so yeah no i i really do this is your time right now and i'm super excited yeah, it reminds me of the goonies this is our time down here <laughs> <laughs> well goonies or not man it's your yeah. time yeah exactly goonies never say die that's right <laughs> <laughs> all right so you've got five songs from yes you. these came together at the last minute i do not know what they are yeah Give me the first one. All right. So the first one I'm going to do is uh, Am I Going Up by All Them Witches. Okay. And uh, that's because we, we spent some time in Nashville, and they are a, a Nashville band. Okay. I think they're uh, one of those great bands that we can talk about that blends traditional music elements with more experimental side. I don't know how to describe them. They're like a psychedelic blues band, but there's something else bubbling under the surface like hmm. spooky is the way to describe it they're they're touring uh europe with a band called ghost oh you yeah ever... i love ghost yeah me too Rats. i think they're yeah they're they're amazing yeah. uh, i got to see them at the sony center and uh they they get the satanic church thing going it's oh, it's yeah. amazing it's an experience if you haven't seen them live they, you have to it's probably one of the most fun live shows i've seen in a very long time they're amazing uh but all them witches are like it's very spooky under understated band i want to say there's like really interesting textures happening and uh they started as a four piece with uh, a guy who just played fender Rhodes on the side and he's really cool but now Mm. uh now they've become a trio and uh the way they fill in space is really interesting because you know they really embrace that less is more texture kind of thing definitely worth checking out and am i going up is kind of like a tool-esque song with like a dotted eighth delay on the guitar and it's very built around this like encircling rhythm and it's yeah it's mm. very cool and i've just been listening to a lot of all them witches lately yeah. um yeah so i figured i'd throw that in instead nice. of talking about these songs that may have like influenced me growing up i just figured i'd throw in what's going on perfect right now yeah. well that's what you last time you're on the show you kind of talked about the songs that influenced you yeah as a kid this is the uh the logical next stop yeah exactly yeah. Uh, still a kid at heart i guess <laughs> and i guess like speaking about what's going on right now today's a special day because it's um the day that tool has decided to release all of their back catalog on uh spotify and other streaming services so i was mm-hmm. listening to 10,000 days on the way up here so i figured i'd 
maybe this isn't a song. I guess this is just Tool in general. Like I struggled with getting into Tool uh, when I was when I was younger because it felt like all of my friends that were into the weirder kind of music. So this is it. This is like the band. And I found it was it's very modal in nature. There's not a lot of really strong chord progressions. They they kind of pedal on the same chord for an entire song not mm-hmm. not too different from like miles davis uh in his cool jazz era which is really you know it's it's kind of interesting where if you find a metal band embracing uh modal jazz like where does that go i think you get tool yeah. and um i was just listening to it on the way up here it, it reminded me why they're such an important band and they they're tool they're, there's no other way to describe them they're such a important band in the development of progressive metal yeah. And uh, I think this new record is going to be something special for sure. When's it coming out? Do you know? I don't know. I don't think they know. I think they're aiming for September, but I mean, it's it's been a work for like, what, like 10 years? Yeah. <laughs> we'll oh, see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I'm sure it'll be worth the wait. Yeah. 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 What else you got? I've got uh, this other song called Dead Root Stirring by a band called Elder. And Elder is like a really interesting band. I only discovered them because we were supposed to open up for them at the Velvet Underground a couple of years ago when we were just starting out. And we never got the opportunity to, but I feel like they're one of the most interesting, most interesting uh, prog metal bands going. They started out as like most metal bands do as like a, a Sabbath worship band. Mm-hmm. And now they've really developed um, their own sound where it's just these, these beautiful down-tuned, open-tuned guitars. Uh, reminds me of like that late period Zeppelin kind of stuff. Like, yeah. you know, the song Achilles last stand off yes. physical graffiti. Yeah. Imagine if like a band heard that and they just decided to build an entire sound around that song. Mm. And they, they've just got these incredible atmospheric passages. And I feel like I'm throwing all these atmospheric prog metal bands at you, but that's where <laughs> I am right now. It's <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. Um, yeah. They, they, um, they're a really interesting American band. I'm not sure where they're from. I'm pretty sure they're from the, uh, the east coast mm-hmm. and they've got something really interesting and actually uh this brings me back uh for elder uh, i had a great conversation with jer from monster truck and he's a fantastic guy I really look up to him he's he's given me fantastic advice over time been a good good friend and mentor mm-hmm. and i remember went for lunch one time and we talked about elder which is his favorite band and he said elder is a very strange progressive metal band and as such you could describe them as thai food and he's like while that, you know, with that being said, he said Monster Truck could be seen as a really good cheeseburger. <laughs> where, and it made me start thinking about, like, where do I want to be musically? Do I want to be the Thai food or do I want to be the cheeseburger? And I think Crownlands at this point is maybe like a portobello mushroom veggie burger <laughs> with like a green salad on the side instead of fries. So we're trying to like kind of like balance out that organicness of our music and trying to be a little weirder left center yet we still want to be like a sandwich of some sort that you can kind of i know it's it sounds silly to kind of blend that but that analogy that jerry gave me it's it's always kind of stuck in the back of my mind when i'm writing music and it's like what do you want to be you know what kind of food would you be and uh i think that's what we're going for now see that sounds pretty healthy but that that would be a very interesting question to pose to your fans yeah if you had to use the metaphor of a sandwich of some sort what would crowd lads be yeah 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 right yeah hopefully not a monte cristo (laughs) (laughs) or a grilled cheese yeah exactly (laughs) well yeah it makes you think like what what you know if your favorite music could be striving you know what would it be like what would you say you know your favorite i know you've uh the metal that you grew up with i don't know how to describe like the maidens and the dokens and uh like the the queens rex i don't know how to describe 
those guys it, it, metaphorically it's, yeah yeah like oh, what kind of God. what kind of sandwich would they be queensrike would be something that's a little bit more complex obviously yeah so in terms of a sandwich it might be i don't know like a clubhouse yeah but it would have to have like a very like unique aioli right when <laughs> oh totally yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. um what would what would motorhead be I don't know, but there's definitely going to be uh, like a very, a very nice, like tall glass of of beer that goes with it, <laughs> <laughs> or may, or no, like a big uh, rum and coke, right? That's what. Uh, oh yeah, what a, yeah, it was a Jack and Coke. Yeah. What did they say? Like he, um, he wasn't doing too good health wise, and so he started mixing his drinks differently. He was like, I, I guess he got like diagnosed with diabetes or something. So instead of doing like two parts Coke and one part Jack, he just did two parts Jack and one part Coke at the end. Yeah, He's like, yeah, yeah that'll. That'll do it. Yeah, that's a bit healthier. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Less sugar. Oh my god. They I don't be... know, man. I feel like there's a lot of sugar in Jack. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> You're not a huge drinker. No, I um I I guess I quit drinking two years ago now. You quit? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just I was driving around so much, right? And I just figured like it's better just to say no all the time, you know what I mean? Instead yeah. of like like I just I wouldn't be I don't know. I don't like the feeling of like having one beer and then being like, "Oh, you know, I probably get to drive." So I just figured I'd I'd cut that out entirely, and uh, it's it's yeah, been yeah, been I, pretty good for that. I know that you're a big coffee drinker. You like oh, big time. Yeah, I had a coffee on the way here, which is probably why I'm talking so fast. <laughs> I'll slow it down. Yes, just chill out. Yeah, I'm a big coffee snob. Uh, we're um. What was it like? I want to get a like a coffee maker installed in the van. I think that would be like the wow. ultimate mod. That would be pretty sweet. But I'll just you know let's bring my French press around on tour and uh, try local coffees. I like I like that aspect of touring and trying all the good spots. We had these amazing pour overs at a coffee spot the other day on the on the road and it took like twenty minutes for the coffee to come out because mm. you know it's like a very uh, like each coffee is individually made with a pour over. It's not like they brew a pot and you yeah. know, and so it's very bougie as it were, which seriously, you know, uh, it's funny because Cody, uh, my, my other half musically is not a coffee guy. Oh, so I he's just kind of like, he's, he's like, what the hell's going on guys? <laughs> like, you know, we got to go, you know, I'm just like, oh, easy, easy, man. Like this is the recipe for the rest of the day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we started the day with like the fanciest coffee in the world and it was a good day as such. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So what does Cody drink? Uh, he's a big tea guy. Uh, uh, I'd say his um, he's uh, an Earl Grey or a uh, green tea guy. It's kind uh, of funny because Earl Grey is caffeinated, anyways. But uh, yeah, I don't think he likes the flavor, or the uh, the aroma of coffee. But, really? Yeah. Are you you're a coffee guy, Brent? Yeah. You know, I don't get into it to the degree that you do. But yeah. I yeah, like. I've, good... I've got no other like libations, so that's kind of <laughs> where I put all of my obsessive compulsions into. Is as the the pursuit of the perfect cup, but sorry. Well, no, I, I could see myself doing that. I mean, I, I yeah. love a good French press. Yeah. Like every Saturday morning, I'll typically have it like nice. a good French press. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so time consuming, but it's kind of nice. It forces you to be in the moment a bit more. And I find like as, um, as a musician on the run, like I'm very, I'm very scattered these days and I'll mm -hmm. just like move from one thing to the other. And when I sit down and like, I properly pour myself a French press and let it steep and, yeah. It's it's nice to kind of start your day that way, uh, oh, yeah. being a little bit more mindful of everything you're doing. Yeah, and I think that's that's a good lesson for sure. It's like a little microcosm into the way I should be living my life. But <laughs> well, you know, yeah. and coffee drinkers know that coffee is an event. It's not just a drink. <laughs> yeah. right? It's an event. I love it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, give me what do you got? Two, give me yeah, two more. Yeah, I've got more. two more. Uh, this is kind of an outlier, but I just had to put it in. It's uh, the Escape from New York theme by John Carpenter. No way. I, I just, I love John Carpenter's yeah. work. I think he is, um, a total auteur. And I think when people talk about the great directors, like the Tarantinos and the Hitchcocks and the Wes Andersons, I feel like John Carpenter kind of gets thrown under the bus because he specialized in these low budget, slasher flicks for a mm-hmm. lot of the time you know i mean halloween obviously has like a very long reach for its influence on uh, modern cinema yeah. but i think like all of his other work i especially escape from new york it, it really stuck with me and um another great composer at the time would be brad fidel who did uh the terminator soundtrack okay. you know james cameron is another one of those fantastic directors yeah. underrated is not a word i would use to describe james cameron though that's why i wanted to include john carpenter because that guy would you know he, he directed his movies he uh, had a big hand in editing them. He he scored the entire thing with himself, and um, I just I love those those old synth textures. He used like these really really obscure stuff at the time because uh, I I don't know if you know like the Lynn drum machine is responsible for every Prince hit, but no. the precursor to the Lynn drum machine was the LM1, which was built in Roger Lynn's garage in California. And the first soundtrack that used that drum machine was Escape from New York. Wow. And the thing was, was, uh, so John goes over to his house, he buys the drum machine, he brings it back to his studio, and, uh, it didn't trigger out 16th notes. Okay. Cause they, it was just in like the, the beta stage. I think it was the, th- like the third or fourth drum machine bought, um, was the one that John Carpenter got for Escape from New York. Yep. And so he took it back to Roger and Roger, uh, you know, did some, did some work on it so it could trigger out 16th notes for the, you know, and it's just kind of interesting that like that soundtrack contributed to a feature on a drum machine that eventually came into the Lindrum, which, you know, that's the, the drum sound on Boys Summer and, um, again, like every big Prince hit, like, uh, no uh, when doves cry and all that stuff, like there's like that certain, sound which yeah. was triggered by um drum samples instead of like analog synthesis and that was you know a big part of that soundtrack and also just i love i love that shit i just love that yeah. like gritty lo-fi thing and that's why i really got into stranger things do you ever get into that on netflix stranger i'm starting things? to watch it now actually yeah, yeah it's so good i yes. think that you know they uh the guys who compose that soundtrack really you can tell they're big carpenter fans and they uh they, they bounce off those certain motifs that he does and yeah. uh uh, yeah, I just I love everything about those those '80s synth scores, and try and sneak that into the Crownless sound as much as I can. Hey, that's you cool. know, being like a hard rock band that shows up with you know, woodly diddly synth stuff, but I love that. I love it. Yeah, Escape from New York was the very first movie that I saw in the theaters. Really? Yeah, that's very sick. First one. Never forget that. That's awesome, Kurt man. Russell. Yeah. Yeah, Kurt Russell is a total badass. Oh yeah, he was in. Um, I guess while we're talking about our tours, I just saw um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last night. Yeah, have you seen that yet? No, not yet. It's it's really really good. Good. It's um, I think it's better than his last two flicks. Yeah, Uh, I wasn't really into Django and Hateful Eight. I felt like, you know, as follow ups to Glorious Bastards, I feel like that's probably Tarantino's best film. And I think this is, is you know, it's Tarantino in his most masturbatory for sure. It's just like <laughs> three hours of him doing everything that he wants, paying homage to all of his favorite films growing up. Uh, but it's so good. It's, you know, it's, I, I love, you know, a lot, watching Brad Pitt and Leo uh, oh, chew the yeah. scenery for three hours. It's it's great. Yeah. 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 No, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm for sure. It's good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 
One more. One pal. more. I wanted to pick uh, a song by this pop rock group called Chaim. Have you heard of them? Who are they? What? How do you They're uh, uh, H-A-I-M. Some okay. people call it Haim, you know, like Corey Haim. So like Haim is, it's just like a, a classic uh, Jewish last name that's been anglicized into Haim, but like they're called Haim or Chaim, if you that's, know you want to get like real into it. That's Gene Simmons' first name, I believe. It, it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My my uncle's name is Chaim as well. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah, wow. that's like. Um, I want to pick a song called "Nothing's Wrong," and that's off their last record, "Something to Tell You." It's um, I consider them like the modern day Fleetwood Mac kind of thing. They okay. they they really embody that classic early '70s soft rock kind of sound, and there's kind of touches of maybe modern R&B as well. Wow. You know, you can tell like they, they listen to as much Beyonce as they did uh, Stevie Nicks. Mm-hmm. And so they're three sisters from LA and they just released a new song on Friday. Was it? I guess today's Friday. They released it on Wednesday mm-hmm. and that's called Summer Girl. And it's, it's good. And it's got this kind of Lou Reed type thing. It's nice. very like a low key understated, you know, bass and sax kind of like thing that. going, not, you know, not too, you could tell they were listening to Walk on the Wild Side, you know, yeah. they were listening and it's got that kind of same production. I just, I just love that band. I got to see them play Massey Hall, uh, before it closed down for renovations last year. Yeah. And they just, they killed it. They, they, they bounce off each other so well, these three sisters. They, um, the, the oldest one plays bass, the, the middle one plays guitar and, and sings lead, and, uh, the youngest one plays guitar and auxiliary percussion and keyboards and stuff. And, like, the harmonies that they create are beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, they shred. Like, uh, their production on, on record is, polished and poppy but when you see them live it's it's quite raw and yeah. rocking i i love them i think they're one of the best new bands going That's and awesome. uh yeah i think they're they're gonna be one of those important bands based on this new single i think they're gonna be a really important band in uh, the history of like pop and rock yeah. wow i gotta check them out yeah i love that sound oh yeah yeah they 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 got that like check out nothing's wrong it's got this kind of like Cindy Lauper synth thing going on under the surface and this great like Lindsey Buckingham type guitar solo at the wow. end. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Very yeah. cool. I will definitely check that out. Yeah. Awesome. Well, listen, man, thanks for coming in today. I really thanks, appreciate Brent. it. Yeah, it's it's always a pleasure talking to you, man. I love and, having you. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, you're the best, man. Thank you. And best of luck to you. Um, Obviously, you and I text back and forth and yeah. you keep me up to speed on what's going on with Crownlands. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing that new record, man. I can't wait. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be fucking good. Thanks, man. All right. This has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen and my very special guest, Mr. Kevin Como. Until next time, folks. Take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Suffering, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide.